0: It's time to have lunch and talk
1: sports. It's the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Happy Friday. Welcome into the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you talking sports for the next two hours. Ben Upton of the 11.7 podcast will be our guest at 1230. We'll talk some college baseball with him. We'll get to previewing the weekend here in just a bit. Uh, We've got football, baseball, basketball, and... Rails. A lot of rails. I'm feeling goofy on a Friday yeah me too what me time's me. the live tour start
2: I, who knows the the p g a tour started at seven thirty and'll
1: and and we will stand, we'll be going until seven thirty I, I
2: was watching at seven thirty i'll be watching until seven thirty tonight no uh maybe not i've i've got i mean i've got college baseball to watch i've got college yeah. softball to watch i've got we're going out to eat supper with a couple of friends. so nice. I might actually take a break from some of the golf.
1: Wow, look at you! But there's a
2: Clemson guy tied for first, so
1: I'm. Oh, I'm, you're. Oh, I'll be watching until oh, he's that done. That dinner date is in jeopardy. We are in jeopardy. Yes. <laughs> I might
2: have to. I might start getting a little tickle in my throat or
1: something. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff. And, and you know the funny thing is when you when you type in what time does the live tour start, you, all you get is a date. So I, who knows?
2: Well, don't they have a shotgun start? They all start at the same. That's time, what right?
1: I. I mean, that's what I figured. That's do what I you, was looking.
2: How do you? Is, isn't it an advantage or a disadvantage to finish with the clown hole and the, the you know the clown face on the hole? I, I on mean, that I, hole. Is that an advantage or a disadvantage?
1: In all seriousness, I wish they would just go ahead and do it. I yeah, just should. go all in. I mean, let's have some fun here.
2: Have you seen the, uh, the the um, the show on ABC, the Putt Putt Show? Yeah. The Holy Moly?
1: No, I haven't. It's
2: really funny. Well, it, I, it's Steph Curry's show. And oh, it's, yeah. It's pretty good. I'll have to check it out. It, it, they, they, to me, it feels like that's what Live is going to end up being eventually.
1: I always felt like they could, uh, there's different things golf could do to liven it up a little bit. Like have one hole. Just one. Not all 18, but just one hole where... There's like It's like a long drive contest, and there's a guy standing in a, out in the fairway, and he's got boundaries of where he can start from. And when you hit your ball, he starts tracking it. And if he catches it, you get an eight.
2: If he catches it?
1: Yeah. You got to hit he, it. You is he wearing
2: it. a glove or something? Because he's going to break his hand if he doesn't.
1: Well, safety first. Yeah. <laughs> safety first.
2: Have you seen the thing that Tiger has now? It's like the putt-putt course. It's like top golf.
1: Oh, yeah. I have Pop seen stroke, that. I think, yeah. is what it's called. That looks cool.
2: Man. Have you done top golf?
1: No, I have not. It's pretty cool. I I, I see that's something I would try cuz I, I haven't it. I, I haven't fun. played in a long time. It but.
2: was my best day working at SEC Country, let's just say that. <laughs> we went to play top golf that night. And I actually enjoyed that day of work.
1: Well, so. from from what you've told me, the bar wasn't set very <laughs> yeah,
2: high. It was not hard to be the best <laughs> at that place. <laughs> so, oh. But I mean, that I mean that's probably not something this pop stroke thing it's probably not something we would get here. Yeah. I don't think we're a big enough market. Yeah. But, man, it looks fun. Yeah. Because it's it's a putt-putt course. But sure. It's, but it's it's shaped like a real course. Right. And, you know, and and you know, you can get beer and food and all that kind of stuff that goes along with it.
1: Yeah. Uh, it, Hasn't it McDonough gotten big enough they can start putting stuff like that in McDonough I so we so. don't have to drive all the I way th- to Atlanta? Yeah.
2: I think we're going to end up being a suburb of McDonough before too long.
1: I, so. Yeah. That, that state park's the only thing that's going to stop it. I'm okay with that. I well. Yeah, I'm not a fan of traffic.
2: <laughs> no, I'm not either. I try to avoid Atlanta as much as possible.
1: I mean, see, yeah. No, if I lived in Atlanta, I would I'd I'd have to take the train everywhere and then just yeah, walk the too. rest of the way, I I couldn't I, couldn't I don't do know it. how
2: people do it. No. I don't I I mean, I don't like driving and making traffic.
1: Right, Imagine exactly. Atlanta traffic. Yeah, it's a I, I mean, I unless I'm going to a sporting event or in, like a concert, which I'm going to less and less of the older I get because it's just the traffic. Okay, we don't want to talk about that. (laughs) Baseball this weekend. That's right. We got uh, the Braves kicking off spring training tomorrow. Well, they've already started spring training, but the games start tomorrow. Uh, They'll take on the Red Sox. It's a 105 first pitch. Now, uh, just FYI for our audience, um, for those of you in the markets where we carry uh, the Georgia games, we've got Georgia basketball at 1235. We will – Take the Braves game uh and re air it at four o'clock. So I like it. Yeah. So you can
2: like you said it's just kind of like the 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 soundtrack. It's the so soundtrack it's the of summer.
1: Yeah. Right. We we're, we're just getting you ready for the summer. It's a it's a spring training game. The outcome doesn't matter. Uh if you know, in the regular season, the Braves do take priority, just FYI for those of you wondering, but it's an exhibition, so that's how we're gonna roll. Colby Allard gets the start. He's back. Uh Colby Allard was a Braves. Prospect once upon a time, spent some time with the Rangers. And and, and you go look at his numbers, they're not good. I mean, they, let's not sugarcoat anything here. Uh, but they're going to work with him and see what if, if they can shape him into a better pitcher. And I think it just shows you the depth on this team because Colby would be probably about the third or fourth guy in Gwinnett. So uh, the, the Braves have a lot of pitching depth. And some good news on that front yesterday, the early returns – on Ian Anderson's new pitch his slider were pretty good Rick Kranitz was looked pretty positive about it we had the video yesterday where he struck out Michael Harris he also struck out Matt Olson on that slider as well so some really good news there It's kind
2: of a new pitch for him right Yeah it's a third yeah.
1: pitch that's the one thing he didn't have And look I the numbers he put up in the playoffs are just incredible It's, it's in him but you know they you've got they say you need really do need to have a third pitch because these professional hitters will figure out, and, and you just wonder if these guys are able to figure out Colby Allard a little bit. Um, so that's good news. He's in the competition, of course, with Mike Soroka for that fifth starters role. And um, there's a, a, a good write-up on The Athletic about it by David O'Brien. And I, I this is one of those stats that I knew, but I forgot I knew it. The Braves used 11 starters last year.
2: Yeah, that's a lot. I mean, you can't do anything about it. And that's what we talk about all the time. You can talk about your five man rotation. If you've only got five, you're in trouble. You better have more than that, right? You better have six or seven or eight or whatever. They used 11. Yeah. And now you are going to have times where you just spot start guys mm-hmm. and you don't say, well, we need 11 starters, right? But you might need, you're going to need 11 guys who can actually start a game. Yeah. Probably.
1: And, and, you know, Bill said this yesterday as opposed to, what is it, 26 or 28, whatever the active roster is now. I think it's 26. You know, instead of looking at that, you really need to look at the 40 man these days because over the course of a season, you're going to end up using all those guys. And, I, and, and I'm and i not trying to be shock guy here, but I, I was thinking about, you know, we have this conversation a lot in the NBA. Like, you've got so much more at your fingertips in terms of nutrition and health and physical training – uh, today compared to 20 years ago, but guys aren't playing as much. But, you know, 20 years ago, guys were had some help. They were taking things they right. shouldn't be taking. That's and right. that goes back even into the 70s with oh, amphetamines yeah. and stuff like that. Yep. So, you know, that that might be part of it, the difference. Because, I mean, going out there and, – and baseball is different than any other sport because you don't get rest days. You just – you play six or seven times a week. And – it's, you know, getting out and going and doing that every day is going to take a toll on your body.
2: Yeah, it will. And I mean, you know, we don't know who took what. I mean, we have an idea. We have some evidence about certain guys who took stuff. Yeah. But in the 70s and 80s, we don't know. I mean, Mike Schmidt talks about walking about, walking into the Phillies clubhouse and there were bowls of amphetamines like there were MMs and guys just popping them, you know? And so. I mean, that stuff's been going on forever, and you're right. I mean, now guys probably need a little more rest. Um. You know, it's weird. We get all upset about load management and all that in the NBA. We talk about that. Yeah. But we don't talk about that as much in baseball. I mean, the catchers – Well, ca- well it's a different they play instance.
1: twice as many That's games. That's right.
2: They play twice as many games. It is a – it. you know, playing catcher is this taxing of – position as there is in sports so you need to get off your knees one day a week right i mean you you don't how many times do you see a catcher play you always hear it day game after night game the catcher's getting a day off Mm -hmm. right or now you can dh yeah so i think there are ways around some of that stuff for sure
1: yeah well it just is something that popped in my mind you know Uh, there's there's a lot of answers to that question a lot of different opinions but i don't i don't and i don't know what made me think about that but you just you know you're looking for answers well, what's different? And then, then that's one thing that is different. But, yeah, plenty of uh, pitching depth for the Atlanta Braves, so don't worry about that. And uh, they'll be good to go when the season gets rolling. Also, uh, on Sunday, the Braves will take on the Yankees at 1 o'clock. And, once again, for our markets that have UGA, we'll have Georgia baseball on then. And, uh, and then we'll have – that will actually roll into the Hawks, who play at 3 on Sunday. And then we'll have the uh, – the Braves in the evening busy day,
2: busy busy weekend what's very bi-
1: very very busy weekend yeah it, it, yep. very very busy weekend we're going to take a break we'll come back see what's happening on in the college ranks that and more as we continue on the midday sports zone right after this 1114 Russ Brown Daniel Shirley back with you here on the midday sports zone so a uh, lot of college baseball coming up this weekend Georgia is hosting Princeton they're playing four. Is that right? Yeah, they've got uh game today is at 5 o'clock, and uh, they'll play a doubleheader tomorrow and then wrap it up with a series finale on Sunday. Georgia 2-1 and one to start the season as they took two out of three from Jacksonville State last weekend, lost the opener and won the last two. So some momentum perhaps going into this one. <laughs> And um,
2: and then they didn't have a Tuesday game.
1: Yeah, and that's it's interesting. They're playing four this weekend instead of having a midweek. And I don't know if there's just that was just a something in the schedule, and they just said, "Hey, let's play a doubleheader on Saturday to make up for it." Or maybe it's Princeton. You know, they like school up there, so maybe they, they, do, they didn't want to come down. Don't for want the to midweek. let
2: school get in the way of playing some baseball.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so maybe maybe that has something to do uh, with it. But yeah, some high IQs uh, out on the diamond and at. uh Athens this weekend, Georgia Tech will host Tennessee Tech for 3. The Jackets are undefeated. They swept Miami of Ohio last weekend and uh somehow some way found a way to beat Georgia Southern on Tuesday night in Statesboro. Uh so the Jackets 4-0 now to start the season. Georgia Southern hosts East Tennessee State uh for 3 this weekend. The Eagles 2 and 2. They took 2 out of 3 from West Virginia and again somehow some way, not sure What happened? But Georgia Tech found a way to eke one out in Statesboro on Tuesday night. So I'm
2: interested to see, you know, you get that that first kind of bump or, you know, juice or whatever from the opening weekend. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, now we're settling into the season. Yeah. What are you going to become, right? And what are you? So, really interested to see how the teams play this weekend.
1: Yeah, it's, um, you know, I I think uh, Georgia's still trying to figure out their rotation, Maybe the same for Georgia Tech. you know, And, and, and Georgia Southern, it's every year. It, it, you know, the first two or three weeks, it just kind of, you know, th- it's not bad, it's not good. And then all of a sudden, Coach Hennon f- gets the right mix going, and boom, the second part of the season, they take off.
2: Well, last year they opened against Tennessee. I mean, well, you know, and yeah. Tennessee was the story of college baseball for three months, yeah. right? And, and Until they ran into – some problems in the playoffs. So, yeah, I look, he he does such a great job down
1: there. Oh, yeah.
2: Um and he always has and he's a great interview and he's great to deal with. So, you kind of cheer for a guy like that yeah. for sure.
1: And uh and now yeah, Coach Hinton's a great guy. And um so that's what's happening with the college baseball. And speaking of college baseball, this isn't really state related, but have you had a chance to watch LSU play yet? I have not. Oh my gosh. It's like the they were they got down. I can't remember who they were playing now I, I, on in their midweek game. But anyway, they gave up four runs in the top of the first.
2: It was Grambling, wasn't it? Yeah, it might it have been Grambling,
1: grambling. It, but it, they ten run ruled them in like the, by the fifth inning.
2: Yeah. Well, that, that's what somebody said. I think it was our I think it was our buddies at eleven point seven. They tweeted out it's four to nothing, and then they said how long before this tweet looks dumb or something. And then, <laughs> you know, it was like watch out they're they're already behind or something, and then. Uh, no, it was Southern. It was Southern University. And they will, and they, LSU won 18 to four. Yeah. After being down four to nothing in the top of the first.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're, they are ridiculously good.
2: They've already scored double did They've scored at least nine runs in three of their four games.
1: Yeah. They're picked to finish third in the AL East they're so something. <laughs> um, but anyway, I just wanted to mention that. Uh, the basketball coming up this weekend, the Hawks get back at it tonight. Um, Against the Cleveland Cavaliers, does Trey Young talk to the media today?
2: I think it depends on how he plays
1: I mean well there's just maybe is there a shoot around this morning? Is there media availability I, there I would
2: imagine there is media availability, but i I don't think he'll talk to the media before the game,
1: yeah, well, apparently uh, he he was getting beat up pretty bad. In the, on sports talk radio, not just on this station with our two shows, but uh, the guys in Atlanta were giving them a hard time too, and they should. I mean, welcome to the spotlight. This is what you want. This is this is the reality of it. You you've gone through two head coaches in five years, and you've. Your teams have not been overall. The record's not very impressive,
2: and you're not taking responsibility.
1: And you're not talking. Uh,
2: look, and yesterday there, was, you know, he did tweet out there was a medical thing, family mm-hmm. issue that he had to deal with. That's fine. That All happens. well and good. Not a problem. N- you get a pass. What about the day before?
1: But not the day exactly. You not- know
2: what about since any of this stuff he do- And and when he does talk, he doesn't take responsibility for it. He def- he deflects and he acts like it's not a big deal, and he downplays, and all that stuff. You have to, if you want to be the star or the leader of a team, of a good team, you have to take responsibility. And you you hear Devontae Murray taking responsibility, you hear John Collins taking responsibility, and you don't hear Trey Young doing it. And that's a problem.
1: It is. It is. So, I mean, hopefully, you know, he says something. Yeah, and 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 I if he does get asked about it in the post game, I hope he doesn't say you know well oh, this isn't the time and place for you know don't don't do that.
2: You had the time and place,
1: right? And and maybe and maybe if there is a shoot around this morning, he he does talk. You hope know, hope so, right? And and so I just, I want this to work. I want this to turn out well. But
2: you remember when? But the I'm stuff, really
1: worried about. You it.
2: remember when the stuff came up with Nate, and his response was, "Well, that stuff was private. It shouldn't have been public." Not that it didn't happen.
1: But it still happened.
2: Not that right. I shouldn't have done it. Not no, right. It was it was that, that that shouldn't be talked about in public. That was his response. That's not good enough. It got out. And you you're right. It shouldn't be in public. But we know that's not how the world works. That stuff's going to get out. Mm-hmm. And if it was John Collins, so be it. I don't care who it was leaking it. It happened. Mhm. If it didn't happen, you know what happens? It doesn't have to be leaked.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> It's like I—it's
2: I, not that hard.
1: I mean, I, I, look, there's two realities. You can live in the reality of the way you want things to be, or you can live in the reality of the way things are. And the way things are is where everybody else is.
2: Right. It happened. It got out. Now, now own it.
1: Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. We'll, and they'll play uh, Brooklyn on Sunday. That game is at three o'clock. Georgia hosts Missouri tomorrow at one o'clock. Uh, they are tied for eleventh in the SEC. Listen to this now. Georgia's 6 and 9. There's a tie for fourth place at 9 and 6. There are seven teams, wow, within three games of each other in the SEC with uh three games left to play.
2: That's crazy. Yeah. And that's a lot to play for too cuz that's like extra days off in the tournament and and you know how that stuff plays. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not going to you're not going to start winning Well, their tournament is Sunday, right? So you're not going to start winning on Wednesday and win the whole thing, right? Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Yeah. So you need those days off for sure. Yep.
1: Wow. So some big ones coming up down the stretch here for the Bulldogs. Completely opposite story for Georgia Tech. Uh, They'll host Louisville tomorrow at 2 with – Three games left. They are in thirteenth place. There are two teams tied for eleventh: Florida State and Virginia Tech. They're three games back of them. So Georgia Tech looks like they're gonna finish. 13th. They'll finish thirteenth or fourteenth. So they'll be playing on day one in the ACC tournament, and then of course Josh Pastner watch begins. Georgia Southern. Take- if
2: they lose in the first game, let's say they let's say they play Tuesday mm-hmm. and
1: they lose mm-hmm.
2: to another because it's. What is it? I think it's eleven and fifteen, and or or twelve and fifteen, and thirteen and fourteen.
1: Yeah, something like that.
2: So, if they lose one of those games to another really bad team, is he out? I think so. Yeah, I do too.
1: Uh, apathy is set in. Once that happens, you uh, you, you you almost uh, like we said that's the worst thing you can have. You can, I mean, it, what what's going to do you more damage financially to go ahead and do the buyout now or let to another year of apathy sink in? Yeah. Because that you're going to feel that at the gate for you know until you, the next guy turns it around, which could be two or three seasons.
2: And watch them play at home, and there's nobody there.
1: Yeah, it's the arena is half full, if that. Yeah. So it, it they, yeah, passenger watch is definitely, definitely a thing. Um, once that season wraps up, Georgia Southern hosts Appalachian State tonight. Go Eagles! They are in ninth place. Oh, they're place. playing tonight, huh? Yeah, they're in ninth place in the Sun Belt. One game back of App State and South Alabama. Uh, obviously, they're tied for eighth. And tonight is the final regular season game. So, their conference tournament will be – They
2: start next week?
1: Next week. Is it in New Orleans again? I have no idea.
2: Because it, it, was, it was kind of in New Orleans there for a while. Yeah,
1: so. I, I probably. I don't think they moved it around too, too And they play. Much. I
2: think they play the men and women at the same time, don't they? It seems like.
1: I think the women, they move to, like, the Gulf Coast somewhere.
2: Okay. No, the, the men are in Pensacola Bay Center, wherever that is. That's not in New Orleans, is it?
1: No, they'd no be in Pensacola, no, Pensacola would be in Florida.
2: Right. Well, I mean, I didn't know, you know. Yeah, that's in
1: uh,
2: – <laughs> I mean, it's in Pensacola, Florida. But, I mean, you know, there's names of arenas that are all over yeah. the place. But, yeah, it's in Pensacola Bay Center. All
1: right. There you go.
2: I hope that's the men. Yeah, it says men's championship.
1: There you, yeah, there you Wait. go. Wait, What? Are you looking at the something from last year?
2: Oh, no, this is it. This is right.
1: Okay. You feel good? Final answer?
2: I do have a final answer. Now I'm worried about where the women's going to be.
1: All right, well, I'll let you do that during the break. How about that? <laughs> I'll
2: look it up. But they start Tuesday. The Sunbelt does.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, And I think the women start today. Well, I'll have to double-check on that one. I'll well, I, it up right we'll, now. I know See, you're... See,
2: now you got me all out of... I'm all out of sorts over
1: here. All out of sorts. All right, we'll open up. No,
2: they they are in in the same place.
1: Okay. Does it start today? No, it starts Tuesday. Tuesday. Same day,
2: same. Oh, okay. Just like somebody said a couple minutes ago until you said I was wrong.
1: I didn't say you were wrong. (laughs) I just wasn't sure you were right. (laughs) We'll take a break. 478-646-ESPN, wherever you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. Back with more right after this. 7:29. 7:29. Russ and Daniel back with you here at Midday Sports Zone. Phone lines open, 478-646-ESPN, wherever you want to go in the world of sports is A-OK with us. We've got, um, man, it's like last weekend there was some anticipation because we had a lot of stuff going on.
2: Well, and some of it was new, too. It was college baseball season starting, yeah. the XFL was new. Are you are you going to watch XFL this weekend?
1: It just depends, right? It it, it really there, a lot of ins, a lot of outs, a lot of contingency plans.
2: Yep, no doubt.
1: First thing I'm going to do this weekend is sleep. That's become my number one priority on the weekends. Sleep. There you go. So, it, it tends to set things in a good path for the. Oh I mean, Mondays don't feel like Mondays.
2: Well, you need you need. I mean, sleep is important for your body.
1: It is, isn't it? I, I wish I, I wish I could go back in time and tell 25-year-old Rusty Yes. This. No but, doubt. But uh Rusty in his 40s has figured that that part <laughs> out. We first we shall sleep and then think about making breakfast and then we go from there. I, I you know the older I get this drives um well I have one friend in particular it drives him absolutely nuts. The older I get the more wide open I am. Like, I used to have a plan. Like, all right, this weekend when I wake up, I'm going to go get in the yard for about three hours and I'm going to take a shower and and then I'm going to go to the grocery store and get this and I'm going to grill this and I'll be on the grill by three or four o'clock. And now I just kind of wake up on Saturday.
2: Whatever happens, happens.
1: Whatever, yeah, whatever. I mean, unless there's something, like if we're going to an event, you know, or, or something like that, obviously it's different. But, yeah, we don't really, I mean, we have an idea of things we could do this weekend and it's gotten to the point where, like, maybe we'll do it, maybe we won't.
2: I'm i I'm with you. I, I this time of year I have to try to dial back. I have to and you're traveling so much during football season, but mm-hmm. during football season I, I don't get many breaks. So, you know, like tomorrow, I mean Clemson basketball's playing at noon, the baseball team's playing at two. I'm probably gonna just hang out and watch. I need to dial back.
1: Yeah, well see, my wife's always been like that. So, like, uh, you know, I'll come in from the yard at, like, 12 or 1230, and I've been out there probably since 9 o'clock, right? She's still in her pajamas sipping coffee. Like, How, Is that what? right? Yeah, but now I'm right there with her. It was, like, last Sunday. I just – I didn't – you never just don't feel like doing anything, and it's like it's Sunday. I don't have to do anything. Right. Like, I, I guess I'm wired. Like, I, when I wake up, I feel like I have to do something. And so I, I'm, I'm sitting the,
2: 100% there 100%. That's the way I
1: am. Well, you know, we, we, we start sip, we're sipping on coffee. We're watching like Food Network or it's just not not something that you have to really be super focused on. And we're just chit chatting about life or whatever. The next thing I know, it's like one in the afternoon. <laughs> like, damn, I haven't done anything today.
2: Yeah, I'm I, I I need that, though.
1: We all need that. It's, uh, yeah, because it's like all of a sudden I feel like relaxed. And then I start like putting away dishes. And the next thing I know, I'm like moving stuff to wipe down the counter. I'm like, oh, is this what it feels like to have energy? <laughs> Maybe I do need to rest every once in a while. There you go. So anyway, not that anybody cares, but that's what we'll do. So to answer your question, will I watch any XFL? It just, if it's The games are at 3-8, so they're doing a good job of keeping it consistent. So, uh, maybe tomorrow around 3 o'clock. Because I think on Sunday, I, the Hawks may be sucking me back in. I don't know. I Are might they? be watching that. Well, just because there's drama now. like Not like I'm going to get emotional about a win or a loss. But, like, do, how do they respond to what happened? You know, how how do they play tonight against Cleveland now that their their coach has been fired?
2: And they played – they responded last time when this happened. I mean – now it wasn't this, but well, th- yeah. When when two years ago they responded, and then earlier this year when all the stuff happened uh, with Nate, they responded. Mm-hmm. So yeah, how did they respond? That's going to be a really interesting.
1: And right on piece cue, the puzzle. Right on cue, look who spoke to the media at wow. shoot around. How about that? Kevin Shannard just posted it.
2: I wonder what he said.
1: Uh, Trey Young speaking to the media at shoot-around about the coaching change. We'll have to obviously listen to it.
2: See what he said, right? That's the most important thing is what did he say?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I'm just glad, like, I was really – this is what I was hoping for. Like you said, yesterday there was, a, like, Thursday, immature. Friday – or, no. no Wednesday. No. Wednesday. Today. Today's, today's not Saturday, is it? No, it's not. So, Wednesday, immature. Not yet, anyway. <laughs> My brain is Saturday. Thursday – you know, family medical thing, totally understandable. But are you gonna like? Are you? Is this something that's gonna have to be addressed in a post game press conference? Or are you gonna meet with the media at shoot around? And the answer was meet with the media at shoot around. I'm good with that. That's a good first step. It
2: is a good first step. Hopefully that is. Uh, hopefully that continues. Mm-hmm. And we'll see.
1: Yep. Well, I I mean I think they're gonna play well. I think because it's in them. And we like you mentioned the the article that Shannon Serena put out. They won five in a row after that hit piece, if you will, was was put out there. So um, I expect more of the same. Uh, yeah, but you know, with the, but between the XFL and college baseball, and you you almost have to pick. You know, I say the what's so great about football season is like everybody's so into football, you know, and we're all watching it and we're all glued to our television and we can't wait to see what happens. And then it's like all the sports fans are still there when football season ends, but, you know, you go to the golf course, you know, I go all over the place. Some people get into basketball, baseball, NASCAR, you know, whatever. And people just kind of do their own thing.
2: It's a, it's a, well, I mean, it, it, there's a lot going on, Uh, you know, and that's okay. I mean, you know, like I said, I've been watching golf since 730. This morning.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, got it on right now. I'm not 100% like dialed in because we're doing yeah, the show. Yeah, right. But it's on.
1: Keeping up and, with what's going on. Yeah. How's so, your Clemson guy doing? He's still leading?
2: Uh, there's one who's one shot back, and then there's one who's two shots back. So, uh, but Chris Kirk, who played at Georgia, has gone a little bonkers today. So, he's in the lead right now. He's at nine under. mm mm-hmm. uh, He's tied for the lead at nine under. So, he's playing really, really well. But, I mean, it's it's – it's obviously a lot to keep up with, but, I mean, it depends on how much you care, too.
1: Right? Yeah, well, that's it. People just have – it's your interest level. People have <clears throat> just interest in different things. You know, I'm not as into college basketball or the NBA as I used to be. I think that's just getting old. Um, you know, the the I, I, the race is something I will try to watch uh, on Sunday in California, but there's not really appointment television this time of year for me. Just really just waiting on baseball season.
2: Right. We're waiting for baseball season to get going for sure.
1: Nothing wrong with that. No, no, nothing wrong with that at all. So, you know, I watch a lot of cooking shows, watch a lot of wrestling. I've got an air fryer now, so I play with the air fryer. Might try something new in that this weekend. You know, just an exciting life. Just (laughs) filled with adventure. Is it? No, it's not.
2: I'm good with that. I don't like adventure
1: yeah I realized last weekend i i and I think you you may have hit on something about how we go so hard during football season is why we slow down so much outside of the season but it occurred to me as I was driving to the studio Monday morning I had not left my house all weekend, like I parked the car Friday night and it stayed there until monday morning this is how bad it was last weekend so on uh you know we have very busy Lives. Last Tuesday was Valentine's Day, right? Right. And she's got a club thing that she does with school that goes till six o'clock, and and my kid had practice until six thirty, right? So we're not, no, we're nobody's getting home until like seven o'clock. So we're like, well, we'll just celebrate Valentine's Day on Saturday. So we made it a point that we were going to go out, just go out to eat, just go on a date, just me and her. You know, go out to dinner and 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 you know, just spend some time with each other. So you know where we went. Nowhere. We ordered is the food right? off Grubhub. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that.
1: I was, it was so pathetic. Like she got back from the grocery store. It was like three in the afternoon, and I just like I I did clean the house. I you know I did 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 do some productive things, and she's like, "Do you know where you want to eat?" And I said, "What if we just ordered Grubhub?" And she's like, "Oh, that's a great idea."
2: Is it is that pathetic? I don't <laughs> think it's pathetic. Okay. I think it's I think it's kind of cool. Okay. Yeah. I well, think it's, that's good. Yeah. Nothing wrong with
1: that. So I totally got off the hook for Valentine's Day this did year. Did you? I didn't even have to put on a, like a nice shirt. I just could stay there in my pajamas and enjoy my grill up.
2: <laughs> what did you get, though, is the most important thing?
1: Uh, it, I'll just say Mexican food. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I, they're not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. There's a restaurant in particular, a, a specific <clears throat> Mexican restaurant that we really, really like. So we just ordered some food from there. I like it. And it was delicious.
2: We're having Mexican tonight.
1: I love Mexican food. I do,
2: too. I do too, and and I could, you know, when I worked at the Telegraph, and there were nights when I couldn't leave the office, uh, I would just get some cheese dip for supper and just eat, cause I could eat a, I mean, you get a, a, a I would get a small, I don't want yeah. a large cheese dip by myself, yeah, but you get a small cheese dip and some chips, that's a meal,
1: <clears throat> yeah. No, no, we've, we've done that before. We've ordered chips and salsa, like, just sitting in the house because we want it, and it's, yeah.
2: That is an absolute – I mean, that is a full meal for
1: sure. Yeah, no doubt. We'll take a break. 478-646-ESPN is the number. If you want to join in on the conversation, we'll listen to this Trey Young audio and hear what he had to say as he met with the media for the first time since Nate McMillan was fired. That and more as we continue on the Midday Sports Zone right after this. 1145, Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley back with you here on the midday sports zone. So, I had a chance to go back and and listen to the audio of Trey Young as he spoke to the media. It was just about two minutes. And uh, really, uh, give Lauren Williams, the AJC, some credit because she specifically brought up, (laughs) she said, you know, that there's people are talking out there that the term coach killers come up. What are your thoughts on that? Um, so I for mean they, they got they got right to the heart of it, but you know it was uh, he basically just said that you know he respected Nate McMillan, and there was love for Nate Mcmillan, but um you know, he brought up the stuff in the media. there was no i just I, this they need to start winning basketball games. Let's just say that right i think I think this is going to be a situation for however long Trey Young is in Atlanta Hawk when they're winning it's all it's great. It's 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 wonderful and it's awesome. When that team starts to lose, it it's going to get sticky with with Trey Young cuz he's never and I and I don't I'm not saying he's a bad person. It's just Trey is never going to address or talk about negative things.
2: Doesn't sound like it, and that's his right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you know, he has the right to do that, but I mean, then you've got to understand if you're not going to address it, it's going to get addressed by somebody else. Yeah. And then they're setting the narrative, and if you're not going to set the narrative and you let somebody else set it, then you can't get upset with by what the narrative is yeah so you know I mean they you we he has the right not to talk to the media or not just to, to, to uh to say certain things that's fine, but you can't get upset when somebody else does the talking then uh, because that's you you have a chance. To straighten things out, and if you don't, it's it somebody else is going to. You know, you ever watch these uh, these cop shows, and they'll get they'll get two criminals in separate rooms, and they'll split them up, and they'll say, "Okay, whoever talks first gets the deal." Yeah, that's what this is. Huh? I mean, whoever sets the narrative, that's the narrative, and right now this is the narrative. You go win games, it goes away.
1: Yeah. it's just it's that simple and and he basically said he's not worried about the next coach that comes in here and 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 he the way he said it wasn't it wasn't like a flippant thing and this was in response to the coach killer question and he was basically just saying he's focused on playing basketball and winning championships so
2: you know he says that that's great he did say we've won a lot of games together
1: Mm -hmm. have you well, Have
2: you? I mean, you've won games. Yeah, not a lot. You
1: said what was it, seventy and seventy since the? I mean, it's a lot of run. games in,
2: in you know, I guess in the <clears throat> in a certain context. But if you put it up that you've lost more than you've won, it's not winning a lot of
1: games. Yeah. Well, he did make sure to uh, point out that um, they've you know they 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 went further in that series against Milwaukee than this franchise has ever been before. They did, but that's, that's not sure. good enough. And you're the one that says you're focused on winning championships, and you've been a five hundred basketball team since
2: right, but remember Russ, the regular season's boring
1: well, we'll see we'll see how they respond tonight um there's a second part of it that's just been posted up, so we'll get to do this again <laughs> during the commercial break <laughs> and uh you know see see what else if he has anything else to say, but you know what he 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 stood in front of the media, he took the questions um he didn't brush anything off. I just I just don't think this is somebody that's going to talk about negative things.
2: And it doesn't sound like he wants to take any responsibility for it.
1: Either. He did not take any responsibility. No, he did not. He didn't say no, now he may in the second part. Right. But I, he but he also didn't but it was also we did this. <clears throat> we accomplished this. It wasn't I accomplished this. Well, that's good. So um so there there uh, this this like I said, I don't think this is a you know, I don't think we've hit a crisis point here. There's just some red flags that have gone up, uh, but you can still get this thing turned around. So just go win basketball games. That's that's, that's right. I, I mean, that's any any sport. Anytime there's drama, the best thing is to just go win. It, it just it, it's who, who was it? Bill Parcells that called it the best deodorant in the world. Yes, I mean winning just covers up all the stink. It, it
2: really does, and it's the only thing. If you win, nobody cares about this other stuff. Now now. Of course, if they won, uh, Nate McMillan would still be the coach. If they would won two years ago, Lloyd Pierce would still be the coach. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I saw somebody point this out. It might have been Jeff Schultz. He, You know, Lloyd Pierce was kind of seen as an up-and-coming star. He got him fired. Well, he got fired. Let's not say Trey got him fired.
1: He yeah. got fired. He got fired.
2: Nate is a veteran, respected coach. Now he's got fired. Well, who's going to work? Yeah, he, those are two separate things. Lloyd was the kind of guy to give him a little bit of room, you know, quote unquote players, coach, younger generation. Nate's an old grizzled veteran, and remember when they, when he, when, when he took over, he sat them down and said, "Look, guys, this is on you. Mm-hmm. It's not on me." Well, that didn't work either. Well, I guess it did work for a few months, but for the long term, it didn't work, and. I don't know that Nate wanted the job. I mean, when he came here, he said, I don't want to be a head coach right now. And he kind of took <clears throat> the job to save – help save the franchise. Yeah. And they still turned on him. Yeah. Well,
1: yeah, I, I – I don't think Nate McMillan is sitting in his house today, you know, with his head in his hands trying to figure out what happened. I think Nate McMillan's like, <laughs> I'm done. Get me out of here. <laughs> he's there. calling Travis Lincoln saying, hey, man, you want to go grab a bite for lunch? Or let's team up <laughs> somewhere else. <laughs> let's talk about how we got off the oh my God. helter-skelter basketball island. Um, but, it, it, you know, and again, the Hawks have had some formal contact with Quinn Schneider already. I mean, he's clearly the, the target here and i think that would be a good thing like that's a good thing for this team right now to just have that guy come in especially if he gets the title president of basketball operations and just be he's this this the 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 front office i'm not talking about the basketball team i'm talking about the guys in the front office it needs one voice right now cuz it just sounds like people are kind of all over the place They
2: need some kind of veteran leadership yeah.
1: and he can bring that and like you said yesterday you know, the coach being the GM doesn't usually work, and you're uh, you're 100 right. But that th- th- I, this feels like it's such a bad situation. They need that now to get them to the next step. To get them to the next phase. Yeah,
2: yeah it does. That's what it feels like. But I mean, I you know I kind of feel bad for Landry Fields because he's having to deal with this too, and you know now he's kind of hiring his own boss, right? If they hire, yeah. If they hire uh, Quinn Snyder, so. It's just really awkward yeah. right now all over the place for the, for the Hawks.
1: Yeah, and your owner is somewhere in California. And, and we, we asked Jason Walker this question. Jason Walker has been coming on Bill's show forever. He's the most knowledgeable Hawks person I know. Did Tony Wrestler just get bored? And he said no. Really? But he's not as present as he was a few years back, right?
2: No, not at all.
1: Or maybe there was just more stuff going on with the renovations to the arena and the building the training facility that, you know, he needed to be around more, and that need's not there anymore. But it from the outside looking in, it it it's, it, it, it just looks like the owner got bored and handed the reins to the son.
2: And they need – I mean, it feels like they need leadership. Yeah. I mean, I mean, then, you know, that's when you should step in. I mean, it's as- – I mean, is Tony wrestler not a leader? I don't know. But it sure doesn't look like right now that he is.
1: Yeah. Well, you remember when they fired Lloyd Pierce, the, the impression was that – because remember, it happened so late in the day. Right. Was that, you know, well, this is obviously coming from the West Coast because it's three hours behind. Right. And they said that wasn't the case, but I, who knows.
2: I mean, it's a mess right now. It's a mess. And I it, the only way to fix it is to go win games. And if they don't start winning – and they missed the play-in tournament because they're in danger of that right now.
1: Yeah. Now, get- somebody's got to jump them. Yeah.
2: Who's that going to be? I don't know. But you take that step back, you go from, like Trey just said, Eastern Conference Finals to the play-in tournament last year. If they miss the play-in tournament this year, that is a huge failure. Yeah. Huge.
1: Well, I don't think that's going to happen, but... Boy. You don't think so,
2: but it could.
1: Yeah, no, it it, it could. No, it's it, 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 they have to make their minds up. I think this team is more capable of what their record shows. Is that a better way of saying what you hate?
2: I hate that. I no, mean, they. I mean, they, they have more talent
1: than their record. They're capable of more. Right. And and they've shown that in stretches this year.
2: But I can't say they're better than their record. No,
1: no, you are. You are what your record is. Right. But they are capable. They of have
2: more. more talent. But talent doesn't always mean good. I mean, you can be a talent, but it doesn't mean you're good. Right.
1: No, like we said, there there can be there are talented teams, and there are good teams, and there are good teams with talent. That's right. And you want to be the third thing. That's right. We'll take a break for the top of the hour. Four seven eight six four six ESPN. If you want to join in on the conversation, and we're back with more of the midday sports zone right after this.
0: It's time to have lunch and talk sports. It's
1: the Midday Sports Zone on Sports Radio 93.1. Hour number two of the Midday Sports Zone. Russ Brown and Daniel Shirley with you here. Phone lines open, 478-646-ESPN. Wherever you want to go in the world of sports is fine with us. Ben Upton will join us at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk some college baseball with him. So we look forward to that. The um, AtlantaFalcons.com, uh, Ashton Edmonds, Put out an article a few minutes ago. It's titled Five Realistic Options Falcons Could Take at Number Eight Overall. And uh, the players, real quick uh, Miles Murphy, the edge from Clemson. Paris Johnson Jr., the tackle from Ohio State. Devon Witherspoon, he's a corner out of Illinois. Uh, Tyree Wilson, the edge out of Texas Tech. Or Brian Breezy, uh, defensive tackle out of Clemson. We've talked a lot about all of these guys when we discuss these mock drafts leading up to the draft in April. But, Daniel, um, I wanted to ask you specifically about Brian Breezy. And the reason is that we were – Bill and I were looking at a mock draft the other afternoon from CBS Sports that had him in, like, the 50s. What? So, what's – the I mean, what's the I, – I know the, the, there was some injury stuff there going on. I mean, but that – is is there a red flag or something there that the with, teams would be worried about? With Breezy? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's the injury stuff for sure. So – Um, you know, we'll see, uh, what, how that plays out, but, you know, it's, uh, I mean, he's a good player. He's a great talent. Um, there's no doubt about that, but you just, you're not sure, you know, what's going to happen with him playing and how much he's going to play and those kinds of things. So, uh, we'll have to, we'll have to see how that plays out.
1: Yeah. Yeah well I yeah we'll we'll see how it plays out, but I just you know those, those guys and we talked a lot about uh Kelly Ringo from Georgia as a guy that's just kind of all over the place um you know with the eighth overall pick, that seems too high for a player like that and and but you don't you know but but you don't know what's his smoke screen or like the Jalen Carter stuff they got out there. Right. When Todd McShay said what he said, did somebody put that in Todd McShay's head so he would say it on TV and maybe cause Carter to drop? You know? It could be. Yeah. Are scouts saying, well, there's injury concerns? So, I mean, he he would be on our board at about 50. Are they trying to get both defensive tackles, you know? Because it just, I mean, the Keely Ringo stuff makes sense because there's a question about. You know, like the cone drill is one of the things you're really going to have to watch with him because they know the straight ahead speed and the straight line speed is good. They want to know about the side to side stuff with him.
2: Right.
1: But with the, with, I guess with Brazil would be the injuries, but I just, he's an interesting prospect. I mean, he's big. He's athletic. He would pair well with Grady Jarrett on the interior, and I think he'd be a really good player. But I don't, again, I just, you see somebody, um, In the fifties, like on one mock draft, it's like, would I really want to take that guy with the eighth pick? So
2: um, yeah, you gotta you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful there for sure. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But there's a lot there. There's no doubt about that. I mean, he's he's a talent. But I mean, you can't. You really don't want to miss an eight, right? That that's a that's a big time. Big time issue for sure.
1: Yep. Um, real quick, this just uh came out. This is it's women's basketball, but I think it's something that uh you'd wanna pay attention to. We have our first infractions rule concerning NIL. Um, uh the for Miami women's basketball, they'll be they get um one year of probation, uh a fine of five thousand dollars and a reduction in official visits and recruiting days. Uh, and this is for the recruitment of the Cavender Twins. And uh, Katie Meyer, I mean, it, they, <laughs> they obtained text messages from uh, Katie Meyer that facilitated the Cavender Twins meeting um, a, a booster to directly provide them NIL to come play basketball at Miami. So there you go. Right, that's the that's, first one.
2: That's not supposed to be – that's that's a problem yeah right that is a big time problem um so we'll see how that plays out because this is this is a problem you know and um that that's not supposed to be that right i mean that's not what it was supposed to be it's supposed to be you know do what you got to do and and get some money but not to come play there for a specific thing
1: yeah yeah well, and we've said all along that, you know, this is, um, you know, we talk openly about the use of the NIL money to lure recruits to – we always talk about it in the context of, of, of college football. And, you know, Daniel and I, as, as we've talked about this stuff, have always said, you know, which is illegal. And, and people have kind of scoffed at that, but it is. And and here you have a situation, I mean, with with the the, the ability – to obtain the text messages, you know, they're caught red handed. Uh, so, you know, that, that's pretty cut and dry. And then also the penalties don't seem that drastic. Um, but again, this is women's basketball. So I think the fine would be a little bit higher, uh, for a football program, but, uh, but so, you know, when we know the NCAA is hired, uh, tried to hire more staff and they've, changed their guidelines for what can trigger an investigation so you know you just wonder are they going to have any teeth uh and and we still don't know the answer to that question but but here's a case where they've come after the university of miami and um and so we'll just keep an eye out and uh see if we get some more of this whether it's in the um in the area of football or or not 478-646-ESPN is the number. We'll go ahead and uh, take a break now. Uh, don't forget Ben Upton coming up at the bottom of the hour. Uh, we'll talk some college baseball with him. Ben's with the 11.7 podcast. That and more as we continue on the Midday Sports Zone right after this. twelve eleven. welcome back into the Midday Sports Zone. The phone lines are open, 478-ESPN. Six four six ESPN wherever you want to go in the world of sports. We got Ben Upton on the way here in about twenty minutes or so. The Braves will open spring training tomorrow against the Boston Red Sox at one o five. So we're looking forward to that news today that Ozzy Albie's had an off season uh, procedure on his shoulder and uh, Mark Bowman reporting via Twitter that Ozzy will DH tomorrow and throughout most of the Great Fruit League's first week. <clears throat> and it says he should be cleared to play second base during the first week of April. He had arthroscopic surgery on his right shoulder in October. Uh, it says here it was just a cleanup procedure. So uh, Ozzy will uh, kind of break in. Yeah, Being a position player, he'll be good to go. There was video of him doing uh, drills with Ron Washington. So I, no, I don't think there's any real concern there about him being ready to play second base when the season starts. Of course, some combination of Orlando Arcia and Vaughn Grissom would cover second and short if that were the case, but it doesn't sound like it's going to be anything serious for Ozzy Albies. Kobe Allard's going to get the start tomorrow. Uh, he has been with the Braves organization before he was gone to – Texas for a little while, but he's back. Uh, more than likely, we'll start the season in Gwinnett, and just it's just a, a, another example of the depth of pitching that the Atlanta Braves have. Uh, the numbers in in his career aren't anything that are going to blow you away. In fact, they're frankly they're pretty bad. He's nine and twenty three with an ERA of six point zero seven. Uh, but you know, Brian Snitker an article on the Athletic mentioned it last year, the Braves used 11 starters. So you just – you you can't have enough starting pitching when you go into a Major League Baseball regular season. Uh, and, you know, and he would fall in probably – unless there's somebody at a lower level in single A or double A that's making noise in the middle part of the season, Colby Allard would most likely factor in to being one of the top 11 starters – in this organization right now. I don't think there's any idea or plan for him to eventually make it to the majors. Uh, You never know. Guys figure things out later in their career sometimes. Um, You know, he'll work with Rick Kranitz. He left – he last pitched for the Braves in 2018. Uh, So it's just uh, kind of a depth play there for the Braves. Um, Ian Anderson yesterday was showing off the slider. We talked a little bit about it. Uh, when the video was posted of him striking out Michael Harris with that slider, which is his new pitch, his third pitch. Uh, He also struck out Matt Olsen with that pitch as well. So uh, he is uh, in line to compete with Michael Soroka for that fifth starting spot. And, you know, Soroka's dealing with a a setback with his hamstring. So I think right now you would go ahead and pencil – Ian Anderson in as that fifth starter for the Atlanta Braves, and if he's developed that third pitch that can help him return to the form that we saw in the postseason a couple years ago, I mean, that one through five, this is probably going to be the best rotation in Major League Baseball, and I think that's what has a lot of people really excited about what the Atlanta Braves can do this season. They'll face the Yankees at 105 on Sunday, and of course, they'll have a game just about every day. There are some off days in spring training, but They'll play a spring training game just about every day up until the uh, the start of the season. As far as college baseball is concerned, Georgia hosts Princeton for four games this weekend. They'll play a doubleheader tomorrow. The first game is this afternoon at five o'clock. Uh, the Georgia Bulldogs are two and one on the season as they took two out of three from Jacksonville State to open up the year last uh, <laughs> open up the season last week. Um, we'll have today's game. And Sunday's game here on the Superstation. Uh, The game today starts at 5 o'clock, so we'll join that in progress at 7. And the series finale on Sunday is at 1 o'clock. We'll have that live in the markets that do have the uh, Georgia games. Georgia Tech baseball is uh, set to take on Tennessee Tech for three this weekend. The Yellow Jackets are 4-0 to start the season. They swept Miami of Ohio last week and picked up a midweek win over Georgia Southern. Back on Tuesday, and as for the Eagles, they'll take on East Tennessee State in a three-game series, Georgia Southern 2-2. Two and two. They took two out of three from West Virginia last weekend and dropped that midweek game to Georgia Tech. And what's the, the golf tournament this week, Daniel?
2: Uh, the Honda Classic.
1: The Honda Classic.
2: At Bear, it's a Jack Nicklaus course.
1: Okay. Are, are the big names playing in this one, or is it still just uh,
2: – Some. I some. mean, there's some. This is one that, that Russell Henley won, one of Russell Henley's – uh, wins on the PGA Tour was was at the Honda Classic, so um, it, we'll see how it plays out. But it so far, I mean, like I said, Chris Kirk, former Georgia player, is playing really well, and he's tied for the lead right now.
1: Yeah, there you go. All right, and that's
2: the real golf tournament. That's not the
1: well. I still can't find the live tournament.
2: Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I, isn't it supposed to be on the CW now?
1: I I don't. I think the Friday round is like tape delayed or something.
2: Oh, like that. is that it? Okay.
1: But, uh, you know, if you go to their – okay, the, the shotgun start is at 115. Okay. There you go. Is that on the CW? Uh, I think you can watch it online, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> and they uh, – apparently, they're we're all, like, the teammates are all wearing the same thing this time. Is that now. right? Yeah. Okay. So, you'll be able so they have
2: to, uniforms. So you'll know yeah, what they are. So
1: you'll know who's on which team. Okay. I still don't well, know like, how that works. I know
2: Sergio Garcia's team is called like the Fire Hots or something like that. Is
1: that what it is? The Fire Hots. Is that
2: what it is, or something like that? The Fireballs or.
1: All uh, right. He's got Abraham, Answer, Carlos Ortiz, Eugenio Lopez, Shakara, and Sergio Garcia. That makes it. I guess the Fireballs or Fire Hots. Fire Hots.
2: I'm trying uh, to see. I mean, their website's not not great. <laughs> Yeah, he's the Fireballs. That's the name of their team, the Fireballs.
1: All right.
2: I guess because I, I have no idea.
1: So, And, and nobody's on the, in the same pairing with their teammates. So do, like, fights break out? Is there going to be pushing so. and shoving? I
2: mean, I might watch that if there's some of that.
1: Oh. Um. But they've got 18 groups of three, obviously. That's the one thing about the shotgun start is there's, you're really limited on how big of a field you can have. Yeah. But there's no cut, so it doesn't really matter.
2: There's no cut, right? There's a lot of money. People, people partying last night, apparently. So yeah. you know, it's, there's a lot going on for sure.
1: It's it's different. Yeah, it is. It it's it's different. Yeah. So I, I take it you won't be paying any. attention I will to not the, be paying attention to the shotgun to the, start. To at the shotgun start. I, I don't believe I will. Or
2: either. the live, or yeah, the fifty-four, or whatever it is. <laughs> I mean, it is fifty-four holes, so that's what live is yeah, from.
1: Yeah, it's yeah, it's the Roman numerals. It seems
2: like you should have fifty-four players too.
1: Well, you, how are you going to?
2: Well, I mean, I, you know, I mean, whatever.
1: That's that's going to be tough. Let, let me let me do the math on that real quick.
2: Well, they only play. I mean, they don't play. They play three days.
1: They don't want to. They don't want to be out that there. That is fifty-four players. Is it fifty-four players? Yeah, it's okay. uh, Yeah, there you go. It's it's. So it's fifty-four three holes guys and fifty-four on, players. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 it's, it's there's, there's some.
2: Good for them. What's the word? Continuity.
1: Yeah, that's it. There you go. <laughs> not the word I was trying to think but, of. you know, but golf is even typically
2: 72 holes, but
1: that's okay. Well, that's okay. They don't want to play on Sunday.
2: They don't. I mean, my God. Well, it sounds like they want to play at all. They just <laughs> want to get paid and not have to play. Because <laughs> every one of them, that's their first thing. I don't have to play as much. Well, <laughs> damn.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, if, if I could do – Three shows a week and get paid the same thing I get paid? I, uh, yeah. I mean, it's not a bad thing, right? Probably
2: not. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm joking about that.
1: So.
2: <laughs> I mean, if somebody said, Daniel, do this show one day a week, we'll pay you what you make now. Would I do it? Probably. Yeah. Probably.
1: I, well, I would want to do it more than once a week. I would go. too. That's the-
2: but if I was competing, I would want to actually compete. Well, maybe they don't want to compete. Uh, they, apparently not. They just
1: want to play golf and pick up a paycheck. Uh, that's right. It's not a bad gig if that's you think not big, about it. You're right.
2: That's it's right. not
1: a bad life. You're right. And we'll see how competitive they are when they get to the majors because it was announced, I guess, earlier this week that the uh, PGA Championship, they were, the live golfers can play in that. That's right. So they'll be able to play in all four majors. Right. And and that and I, there's
2: I, qualifiers for the other one, and for, that, for the U.S. Open and the British. Yeah. But so but they see, can try to qualify.
1: And that's where... Like, the live tour on its own is goofy, right? It's I mean, let's be serious for a second. It's just goofy. Uh, people are uncomfortable with the Saudi backing. There's just it, – it feels toxic, right? Right. But when you get to these majors, that's where it's good for golf because it creates interest well, and it, intrigue yeah, and does. rivalry. It does. Like, really. legit rivalry. Right. Not like
2: – Well, I mean, you saw Sergio this Garcia this week calling Rory McIlroy immature, which is laughable when you've ever watched Sergio Garcia the way he acts like a child on the golf course but i mean there is legitimate rivalries in this these guys do not like each other i don't know how many people got i don't know how many people like sergio either and live either but mm-hmm. there's i mean they 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 are not going to like each other when they get to the you know they're not, i don't think Rory and Sergio are going to be playing practice rounds together in augusta
1: no so, no no, then they're they're not going to uh, grab a bite after the.
2: I don't think so either. No,
1: that's not going to happen. Not going to happen at all. And I haven't even looked at the XFL schedule. You know, the ratings for the first weekend compared to the first weekend for other spring leagues were way way down. Were they? Yeah, it was because you were doing looking at like with the reboot in twenty twenty, you had about two or three million people. With the AAF, it was up to about four million, and there was around one and a half for the games on but that, i mean I, I, that's not a bad number it's not a bad thing it's just i i i think people are skeptical of of the uh, if these leagues are going to last cuz so many have come and gone in the last well, how many the, how many
2: versions of the XFL are we on now? The third, the third one. Then this is the third USFL
1: or second, second USFL.
2: And we had the AAF, and we and it had folded mid-season. Then we have something called the Spring League or something at one point, or
1: the, yeah, there's there's it's been going on. It's probably the most consistent of of the 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 spring leagues, if you will. But that's one where the 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 players were having to pay to be in that league,
2: right? They had to pay it a-
1: because it's. They're offering you exposure, yeah, right. So I mean, obviously, you would want to be in the USFL or the XFL because you get paid and you get the exposure. Uh, but obviously, if you don't have to, if you don't have payroll, then your league's going to survive. That's right.
2: <laughs> it's A lot easier to 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 have a a business if you don't have to pay the
1: workers. Man, look
2: at college sports.
1: You, I tell you, those guys, you, you get to the, those guys that are like twenty four to twenty eight years old. And still trying to make it. I mean, that's a that's tough, man. Right. Well, that, look
2: at A.J. McCarron. Yeah. And he said the reason he picked this league, he's in the XFL, right? The reason he picked the XFL was so he would get to play. And so his kids would get to watch him play. As opposed to standing on the sideline holding a clipboard.
1: Yeah. Well, And, and that's the other part of it. You know, the, the quarterback play is what holds these leagues back because it's just not very good, and that can make it tough to watch at times. Uh, there's no denying that. But, you know, we talk about – when we're talking about with the NBA players, like, do you want to play? Like, uh, do, do you care? And, and we say things like, well, if they don't care, why should we care? Th- that's not a problem with these leagues. Right. I, I mean, these guys could – they have – you know, most – Football players have college degrees. They could go get on with a career right? doing something else, but they still want that they shot at try. playing in the National Football League. So, I mean, they, the, the love of the sport and the desire to be out there is not an issue in this league. No, it's
2: not. Not at all. I mean, it, guys, you, you, they are trying – like you said, they could probably go get a job doing something else, but they really, really love this and they want to keep playing
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep. So, uh, yeah, week two of the XFL, week two of the NASCAR season – a little golf, a little spring baseball. By the way, uh, David O'Brien uh, just tweeted out that Bryce Elder will start that Sunday game for the Braves against the New York Yankees. So, and Elder's a guy that could he could be in the mix, right? Um, you know, he's 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 uh, on that list of those pitchers we talked about that are going to be in Gwinnett. Yeah, you know, I might have to take a little peek at that Gwinnett rotation every once in a while as the season gets going. Because this – I mean, we think we talk about the Braves at the major league level, but when you really start to peel back the layers, they, they've built a really, really deep starting rotation.
2: They have. They've got something special there for sure. Yep. And they've got – and it's what you need, right? You have to have that depth.
1: Got if to. you're going to get by. Got to. Got, you can never have enough pitching in baseball. There's just – there's not enough to go around. There just isn't. We'll take a break. Ben Upton of the 11.7 podcast will join us on the other side. That and more as we continue right after this. 12.30, Russ and Daniel back with you here on the Midday Sports Zone. Let's talk a little college baseball now. Ben Upton with the 11.7 podcast joins us on the line. Good afternoon, sir. Hope you're doing well.
0: What's up, fellas? You know I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: Uh, doing good. Always uh, always glad to have you on to talk a little college baseball. Hey, um, uh, you guys threw this question out yesterday, so I'm going to throw it back at you. 36 undefeated teams left in college baseball. Who's going to be the last one left standing?
0: I said, the uh, so first of all, I guess it was 35. We just can't count. Um, we
1: can't, <laughs> okay. We can't
0: simply just point at a picture and count it. Um, but, yeah, so 35 teams left. I said Troy, just gut instinct. I looked at the picture. First logo I saw kind of spoke to me, and it was that that Troy logo with the swords in the shape of a T. Um, But after looking at schedules and stuff on last night's podcast, it's most likely going to be LSU. They have a pretty cakewalk schedule.
2: Ben, just how good are they? I mean, because they look dominant.
0: Yeah, I mean, a good example is in the midweek they played Southern, who – Obviously isn't on the same level as LSU, but still a regional team pretty much every year coming out of the SWAC. And Southern jumped on them to a 4 nothing lead in the third. And then before you know it, it's 18-4. to And LSU scores 18 unanswered and, and run rules them in seven. So the, the firepower on the offense is there. Um, they have one of the best pitchers in college baseball, if not the best pitcher throwing tonight. And Paul Skeens, the graduate transfer from Air Force, I mean, he's as close to a major league pitcher that I've seen in a long time.
1: Ben, I, you, you talked about uh, you mentioned LSU with that run rule, and I know that they had, college baseball had adopted some rules in 2020 regarding pace of play, and there's been some tweaks. Have you, have you noticed at all any of the, the new tweaks to try to speed up the, the rules, and what do you think about that?
0: Right. I mean, there's been a lot of examples. Um, apparently the NCAA has been pushing it on the umpires to enforce these new rules, I guess to set a tone. But, you know, there's a pitch clock now that's highly enforced where a pitcher I think has 25 seconds or maybe 20 seconds after the last pitch was thrown to get back into his his motion. Um, And then also, like, there's a hitter's clock too, which I think it gives you 15 seconds to get set and, like, ready to hit, not just in the box, but, like, in an offensive stance, like, ready to hit. If not, you know, they'll call a strike on the hitter or a ball on the pitcher and the funniest thing, Russ, is in a game. I think it was Morehead State and Toledo, or it was two teams, two mid-major teams playing. Both the pitcher and the hitter got violations, and it started the at bat with a one-one count. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: well, Ben, what do the player? I mean, what do the players and the coaches think of this? Do you think
0: the, the coaches hate it? Absolutely hate it. Like we- we've had some of the big-time SEC coaches, Big Twelve coaches. Um, you know, Jim Schlossnagle at Texas A&M, Dave Van Horn at Arkansas, who are like spearheaded as two of the most like respected guys in the sport. They've come out in the first weekend press conference and say like, this rule's got to go. This is not baseball. It doesn't give us enough time to coach our players between pitches because that's what it is. Like college baseball, there's still a lot of coaching that goes on versus MLB where you're not going to coach those players. They're the best of the best. They have the instincts. They have the knowledge and the baseball IQ college baseball you still have kids out there i mean between ages of 18 and 22 uh, you do have to do like pitch by pitch coaching like hey this guy may drag bunt here take a couple steps in or hey we don't want to play double play depth we'll give up the run or whatever like there's a lot of uh, adjustments that need to be made on a pitch by pitch from the dugout and the 20 seconds or 15 seconds uh, whatever the time is it doesn't give those coaches enough time to to make adjustments wow doesn't something
2: need to happen though ben because it seems like some of these games can drag into four hours.
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, I I'm probably the wrong guy to ask because I do enjoy, just like I enjoy my baseball like I enjoy a round of golf. I enjoy kick back, relax. You know, if I'm at a stadium, you know, I'm gonna have a couple beers or I'm gonna have you know a plate of nachos. I'm just gonna embrace the whole environment, similar to golf. If I'm playing a golf round, I don't mind if it takes four and a half hours. If I'm with my buddies and we're just hanging out hitting balls and and not taking it too seriously. Um, I would hate to have somebody, you know, marshal behind me after every hit and be like, hey, you got 15 seconds to get to your next one. Um, But I I see the the idea behind it that Major League Baseball is kind of imposing of, hey, we need to, you know, kind of target a younger audience. They're not interested in baseball because the games feel like they drag out and there's not enough action. But for like a traditionalist baseball fan like myself, I'm against it. I'd rather just let these games drag out just because there's more things to watch
1: Ben Upton of the 11.7 podcast is our guest on the show all right so what's the big series to watch this weekend Ben shoot
0: um I mean I, I'm nervous about Daniels Clemson Tigers you know they started 4-0 but they have a tough tough one against UCF to, uh, today tomorrow and Sunday uh, that's one of the bigger ones there Arizona State's playing at Mississippi State which I always love to see a team from out west come and play an SEC team. Uh, UCLA travels to Vanderbilt, which is a huge clash of just two white-collar teams that have won national championships recently. Um, And East Carolina is hosting North Carolina. That'll be a fun series to watch. There's a bunch of them out there that are good this weekend.
2: Ben, so you're worried about my Tigers? What did you think of how they looked last week?
0: Okay, so they impressed me, and I actually came into the season – Thinking they were a top twenty-five team, um, so I was like higher on them than most of the other, you know, college baseball media outlets. Um, I thought that they have some some grown men on their team, as I like to say, just filled-out, physical dudes. Um, but so does UCF, and, and UCF's going to probably compete for an American Athletic Conference title with with East Carolina this year. So I don't know. I mean, Clemson should handle their business this weekend, but I would be a little worried that you know if they, you know, Clemson misplays a couple balls or if they don't have it on the mounds like the central florida knights can they can get on you in a hurry and
2: then they got the big one next week with south I mean, carolina that's so.
0: and that's another reason why i think this is a, a trap series for clemson is it's a big look ahead to south carolina next week which is in my opinion the best rivalry in college baseball How, do you what do you
2: like that georgia and georgia tech have done that too where they're playing yeah. on the weekend
0: listen i think every team should do it, it it's a great way to not only stir up buzz in, like, in your city or in your state, but it gives the guys that were being recruited against and going to travel showcases together, playing travel ball together, um, high school ball against each other, it gives them an opportunity to say, like, my team's better than your team. And I think college baseball kind of shies away from that. You know, you don't see so much Texas versus Texas A&M anymore. Or, you know, you don't see these, these teams in different conferences but in the same state play against each other um but i I mean i think this is a great opportunity for clemson and south carolina to kind of see who's ahead of the other team at at this point in the season because they both have a high expect high expectation of this year
1: ben uh similar question to the series but i'm going to ask it in a different way because i know this is something that uh you guys are keeping track of what's the best bet this weekend
0: the best bet this weekend is that I
1: watch over 22 and a half
0: games. <laughs> That's averaging about seven and a half a day, which I plan on doing. I got three screens locked and loaded. Oh, my God. oh that's awesome. That is. No, so but cool. I, I guess to answer your question, um, the best bet this weekend, I would say, take the, uh, I, I, that's tough. Uh, I like Mississippi state at home against Arizona state. A lot of people are Betting against Mississippi State because of what happened Tuesday when they got embarrassed against Louisiana Monroe. But this is a team that's talented enough to, to bounce back. And I think they'll end up winning the series uh, against Arizona State at home and win tonight as well. Good well, stuff. Apparently,
2: you think UCF is going to win. So, I, I mean,
0: we'll have yeah, to see how that plays hey, out. I know. I know. <laughs> hey, that's probably a good thing
1: for you, though, Daniel. I usually suck at the weekend pickems.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how it plays
0: out. It'll be fun.
1: Good stuff. Well, hey Ben, we'll enjoy the games and uh, we'll catch up with you next week.
0: Absolutely, fellas. Y'all have a good weekend.
1: All right, man. You too. That's Thanks, Ben Upton bud. with the eleven point seven podcast. As uh, college baseball season is off and running, I'm telling you, you haven't had a chance to watch that LSU team yet. They are loaded.
2: Yeah, they're they're really good, and they've got a lot of transfers. Like you mentioned, the transfer from Air Force with mm-hmm. the, as a pitcher. So they've they've added they've added quite a bit.
1: Yeah. Um, real quick, we were talking about the what happened with Miami women's basketball. The NCAA has had its first infractions for misuse of name, image, and likeness. And again, I, this may not lead to anything. It may, but just something we noticed. But here's something interesting. The booster in the case is a guy named John Ruiz. He's a Miami booster. Here's another angle that we haven't thought about with this. This is the quote that he gave to Sports Illustrated. Had it personally had an impact on me or my company, I would have sued the NCAA and they would have a big battle. This is a cop-out for the NCAA to say they did something.
2: I mean, there is a lot of kind of thumb in your nose at the NCAA and see if they'll, see if they'll respond. Yeah. And typically they don't.
1: Well, uh, that's – but, the, I, I, you know, the, the idea of a company, you know, you you, you hire somebody to to promote your company – and there's an NCAA infraction. If it hurts your business, is there an avenue to sue the NCAA? That's,
2: that would be something else, wouldn't it?
1: Wow. I had not thought about that. <laughs> All right. We'll take a break. Four seven eight six four six espn is the number anywhere you want to go in the world of sports. And we're back with more of the Midday Sports Zone right after this. That's a real kind of laid-back, chill show to – in the week on.
2: It was, yeah. Uh, we I mean, didn't even go off the rails.
1: And this, this music's not helping. What is this? I don't know.
2: Steve Winwood, maybe? Sting. Sting. Whoop. Sting. 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 Sting.
1: Oh. Sorry about that. <laughs> Very important call there. And my
2: phone's ringing and all kinds of stuff going
1: on. <laughs> yeah, we didn't really make it off the rails today. Um, no, not at all. Well, I mean, it's just because there is a lot of stuff. Well, there's a lot
2: going on. And then the Hawk stuff going on and, you know, and. Trey got us through the first two segments. By the by way, I'm not talking. Well, I guess he did talk today.
1: And uh, our our buddy Matt Marshall is on on uh, on Twitter right now as um, Florida State's athletic director Michael Alford has been talking about um, just various things. It, it's it's about the Florida State budget, um, but in this conversation, in this discussion. Uh, the, a buyout number was floated out there, which we don't hear this from the ACC teams very much because of the uh, the rights deal that runs through 2036. There's really no point in talking about it because those teams can't go anywhere for 13 years. But the buyout's $120 million. For who? For Florida State. Is that right? If they were wow. to leave the ACC, it would be $120 million. Now – as as that was pointed out, uh, people within the Atlantic Coast Conference reached out to Matt to tell him that's one of two things. The grant of rights is the other. So it's not like you could just give them one hundred twenty million dollars and leave.
2: Right, because you still don't have your you don't have the rights to your media uh, availability. That would still go to the ACC. Yeah. So even if somebody wrote them a check for one hundred twenty million dollars, yeah, they could get out. They could. Yeah but then they wouldn't have any media rights right. for 10 more years, 13 more
1: for years. For 13 more years. And it's really a blessing and a curse for the ACC because on one hand you can't get poached right now. Right. But on the other hand, I mean you're 20 to 30 million dollars annually behind the SEC and the Big 10. And if
2: you do that for 13 years. And what's exactly? Right.
1: What what's that going to be in 13 years? So Ooh. it's it's just I <laughs> I they got to figure out a way to get out of that. I mean, you just have to cuz it's not it's not going to be good for Anybody. It's not going to be good for the conference and it's not going to be good for the member schools because you're falling farther and farther behind as every year passes financially. And while, you know, they they're able to keep up. I mean, Florida State looks like they've kind of rebuilt their program to be a top fifteen, top ten type deal. So you're keeping up, but eventually that kind of discrepancy is going to catch up to you. Right? I mean that that's that's a big twenty to thirty million dollars is a big Thirty million is more than some athletic department budgets in college athletics. It is. I mean, that is a big, big number.
2: And it's you know I don't know how to, I and I don't know the answer, right? You know what's best? Is it best to? I mean, if you had somebody give you a check for one hundred twenty million dollars, uh, could you sacrifice all that TV rights for fifteen years? Or do you just stay behind for twenty million dollars a year for fifteen years? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. There's not a good answer there. Yeah, uh, I think you, I think you just kind of have to wait it out and hope that something changes. Um, and 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 maybe and you've said this before. I mean, ESPN has a vested interest in this because they run the ACC network, right?
2: Right. They're they're part. They're 50, uh, David Hale says that they're fifty 50-50 partners in the ACC network. So they want it to work. But they're not just going to give the ACC a bunch of money to make it work.
1: Right. That's it's that's a weird
2: – It's a lot of – there's a lot there.
1: There's a lot there. Of all the conference commissioners right now, I think – we'll talk – the Power Five, uh, right? If you're the new – whoever the new Big Ten commissioner is going to be, you're in great shape. You've got the most money. You've got the biggest TV deal. You So you've got the belt right now. I'm just talking about money. So you've got the belt right now. If you're the SEC – you're coming for them. You're gonna catch them. You're gonna get them. You got your new deal with ESPN. Texas and Oklahoma are on the way. You're in great shape. If you're the Big Twelve, you survived. Texas and Oklahoma leaving. You know you, you're more. You 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 might poach some of these Pac-12 schools, but if you're if you're the ACC and the Pac-12 commissioner, Pac-12 commissioner, you're on life support, and the ACC commissioner, you're just stuck in the mud. You can't do anything. You're
2: stuck. Other other than. Going to add somebody else, right? I mean, if you if you could get Notre Dame or whatever, but yeah. you're not going to get Notre Dame, um, or you go get Oregon and Washington and have the ACC West Division. I don't know. I, it's there's just so much out there. Well, here's
1: a question because and and uh, again, this is all kind of piggybacking off of the Florida State athletic director meeting with the media. He said that um, of the rev of the shared revenue, Florida State gets. They they generate fifteen percent, but the share is seven percent. Right. Do you, I mean if you're the ACC to lure Notre Dame in, do you just tell the Clemson's and the Florida States we're going to stagger this so you get more money, and that entices Notre Dame to join as well? The other teams can't leave because of the grant of rights, and for those schools, it's just like tough. I'm sorry.
2: Right. I do. Yeah. I mean, we're carrying you anyway. So. I, you know, I I would I would tell Notre Dame, look, you can keep all your NBC money, and then you get a cut of our other money. That's what I would do, um, and then tell Clemson and Florida State and what who whoever brings in the money should be getting a bigger cut. And if you do, then you get a bigger cut. If you don't, then you don't get a bigger cut.
1: Yeah, no. I just because I, <clears throat> you got it feels like, I mean, you never want to do something just for the sake of doing something. You know, you don't every, you don't have to react to everything that happens. But if you're the ACC, you've got to figure something out.
2: Right. You do. I they mean, not
1: you're pass. not in the shape the Pac-12 is in.
2: Well, that- the Pac-12 doesn't have a t- media deal right now and can't get anybody to, to give them a media deal. Yeah. And the Big 12 jumped in front of them and got the media deal. The ACC at least has a media deal for yeah. 13 more years.
1: Yeah. But where are you going to be in 13 right. years?
2: Are you going to be in the group five or, you know, whatever? I don't know. No.
1: That's it's, – uh, that DeLorean thing again. I've always said 2033, but maybe I should start saying 2036.
2: Right. Well, and there are some people that say, like, right now the ACC teams can't get out of it, right, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't be worth it. But in five years it might be worth it.
1: Well, yeah, if that 120, if that number starts coming down and then you get – well, we're just going to have to stand on our head for four years.
2: Right. Well, Maryland did it. Yeah. And now Maryland's getting that big ten money. Yeah. And I mean, Maryland sucked it up. Maryland didn't get any media rights for a long, or not their full media rights for a long time. Yeah, and now they are. Yeah, you know. So you got to decide what's worth it. Yeah, but you got to get out of it first.
1: Well, and Maryland
2: sued the ACC and got out of it for, you know, for half of whatever they were supposed to owe.
1: Yeah. So well, I mean, if the if they're keeping your media rights, then that should be the money that you're paying to get out. You are That's you're, so. it's like you're double charging somebody. Right. Right you know so i we'll see um I, I mean and he wasn't suggesting uh the Florida State AD he wasn't suggesting that they're trying to leave the ACC no. it's just a number was floated out he's
2: there he's answering the question of what it would take for them to leave if they did yeah
1: but you know you were talking about should
2: Clemson and Florida State should have gone to the Big 12 when they had the chance
1: they really should have <laughs> no i i think I, I in retrospect they really should well, have well if they
2: had done that Oklahoma and Texas
1: would stay in the would have stayed in the Big 12 i really believe that Maybe. It's hard to say. Yes. I mean, what, what's the value? No, yeah, we don't know. I mean, I'm yeah. guessing, right? Um, you know, because could you get a, – a, if, if Florida State and Clemson had gone to the Big 12, could the Big 12 then get a TV deal that is competitive with the Big Ten and the SEC? That probably. would be the question. Probably not.
2: Yeah. Yeah, probably. You're probably right. Probably not. Maybe. They'd had a better chance.
1: Oh, there's no question. Right. Well, because you're not stuck. Again, at, at the, AC, the ACC, the problem isn't the, the brand of football. The 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 pro. I mean, p- people can get bogged down into that, but I'm talking about as far as getting a TV deal for revenue to keep up. The ACC can get a deal like the Big Twelve just got. Right. But they're stuck.
2: But they're stuck. Right. I think the Big Twelve deal is going to come up again before the ACC's does.
1: It is. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> so so the Power Three.
2: Thank you, Dan. Right. Ra- I mean, uh, uh, John Swafford.
1: The Power Three. But the- again,
2: it, it's a conundrum because you're safe, but what are you? <laughs> You know, I mean, nobody can get your teams. Yeah. But what are they going to be by the end of this time of this deal?
1: Not, I mean, that's the thing. You're going away. It's a slow death. Because right. w- these teams are going to be so far behind in 13 years when they can get out of it, they're going to go somewhere else. They are. Because we talk when we talk about expansion and when we say there's really nowhere left to go except Notre Dame, the reason we say that is because you can't get North Carolina, Virginia, uh, uh, Clemson, and, and Florida State. And the reason North Carolina and Virginia are in that conversation is those are the only two states east of the Mississippi. The SEC and the Big Ten aren't in.
2: And the Big Ten wants North Carolina. Yeah. And Virginia. Yeah. The Big Ten wants to give Maryland some teams to compete
1: with. You yeah. Know,
2: rivals again.
1: Yep. No question sure. about it. So, it's just uh, – it, it's an ongoing conversation. I don't think it's ever going to stop, to be honest with you. But we'll see. That's the latest in uh, expansion talk. So, anyway. We're out of time. Thanks for listening, as always. Appreciate Ben Upton for jumping in here with us to talk a little college baseball. For Daniel, I'm Rush. I'll have a good weekend. We'll do it again on Monday.